so Colby, you uh, recently wrapped shooting a very fancy Netflix film uh, with an actor that we love and respect on this podcast and recently did uh, Uncut Gems. So I was wondering if you oh, had yes. any good Sandler stories you wanted to throw the Sandman. When I first met him, which I thought was so funny, is he's like such a dad. You know, he has like two, you know, he has several kids. Um, yeah. And when we when we first met, he was like, oh, where'd you go to school? And I was like, oh, NYU. And he's like, oh, my God, NYU. Every time I'm with my <laughs> girls in the city, I have to point out every other school that exists because they want to go to NYU. And I'm like, oh, no. Uh, what about what about Fordham? Like, that's, that's a funny. great school. <laughs> yeah, Columbia. You know, it's, yeah, it's all the way up to there anything that's not that expensive. Yeah. It's up to 80 grand a year. Did you know that? It's insane. It's what? absolutely insane. You go into a solid quarter of a mill in, the, in debt to go to NYU at this point. That's good. That's and look, good and, and look where you end up. Look, you end up <laughs> on a podcast. Hooray! There's so many possible worlds, but we got this one. of all possible worlds the first and only podcast filled with nyu alums i am the worst of all possible aj's i'm the worst of all possible josh's and i did not go to nyu don't get it twisted come on so so (laughs) brian uh is out this week uh he unfortunately uh was flying his balloon over colorado and Mm. was shot down uh he is currently in custody and we are negotiating his safe release but uh (laughs) in the meantime we have brought on to the podcast uh, a very near and dear friend of the pod he is a filmmaker and playwright who is the screenwriter behind the upcoming netflix film spaceman starring carrie mulligan paul dano and the great adam sandler as we mentioned before his short film Lead follow can now be streamed on director's notes. Please welcome the great Colby Day. Hey, Colby! The great. I get an honorific. I accept. Yeah, yes, yeah that, thank that was you. a thank hell you. of an intro, AJ. Really Jeez. Is. I um, wrote it with my over. fingers. Great job. So, uh, Colby, I wanted, uh, because this is a preview episode, uh, I did want you to be able to talk a little bit about lead follow uh, in this customary first half hour chunk before yeah. we, we release it out into the world. So um, I watched it uh, this morning before coming on. It's a beautiful, beautiful film. Oh, what uh, a sweetie. Thank you. That's all about sort of the beginnings of a relationship that's told through dance and color and sound uh, in just a very cool and visceral way. But Yeah, I, I wrote this, I wrote and directed this film as kind of like a, hey, writers can be directors too, or at least this writer can be a director too. You know, I'm a playwright originally, and it actually was a, a piece for theater long ago. Um, oh, wow. That I then adapted for for film. Yeah, so it has dance. Um, it has It's all one long take with dance and music. It's a very ambitious little short film. Yeah. Um, but uh, it had none of those things when it was a stage play. So it really was <laughs> a matter of like, how do you most make it? A movie rather than just people talking. Well, I think your that film is proof that writers can be directors. <laughs> and I think the episodes that we're covering today proves that some writers shouldn't be directors mm. Uh, mm. because wow, we're talking about the great works of Phil Lawler. Quite the transition, AJ. Yes, we're, we're, we're back for yet another goddamn episode of Wit's Endless Summer. <laughs> the ongoing subseries of The Worst of All Possible Worlds in which we recap episodes of the children's radio drama <laughs> Adventures in Odyssey produced by Focus on the Family. Uh, Colby, you have no familiarity with this show before today. Is that correct? Well, okay. So my intro 
my introduction to Odyssey is you gentlemen, right? Like I, I came hey! for I came for the pop culture, and then I slowly <laughs> you, you this stayed is how they for get wet. You. This is how they get you. They slowly slip into right. Well, and, and, and at the end of this episode, we're going to ask you to convert to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, you like know, you know, that's just part of the plan. So yeah. I had no Odyssey knowledge whatsoever and then was talking with friends um we have some neighbors down the road who we just met and they were talking oh. about being evangelical growing up oh hell yeah and oh, i was like whoa. wait do you know do you know adventures in odyssey, odyssey? it's like a secret handshake yeah they finished the sentence for me right yeah like yep, yep. like, oh my god yes 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 it did feel like a weird secret handshake of like oh i know the stuff now yeah yeah you're uh, on the yeah, inside no, now it really does feel like you're being baptized into a completely different <laughs> world uh i guess yes. literally in this case and uh, to, but our entry point in these these that we are covering also felt like a trial by fire. Like mm, deep dive yeah. in. <laughs> you were thrown into yeah. the deep end in a very real way. We could have flipped uh, it the other way around and done sort of the more fun episodes at the beginning and then no, did the hardcore weird. ones later. But no, we like to keep it hardcore. Yeah. Um, you, you, so you don't have experience with evangelical Christianity with any of that, but you do have experience with writing. So this first episode that we listened to on Solid Ground, episode 210, was written by a man who has become a bit of a nemesis of this podcast, a man known as Phil Lawler. He tends to write a lot of the comedy episodes that aren't very funny. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> in this first intro part, we have two Lawler episodes, and then in part two, we have two McCusker episodes back to back. And I did wonder if I you... I have an opinion. Yeah. 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 If, you felt uh, the well, difference, right? How do you I, find Phil Lawler as a writer? I Colby? really did. Phil's trying a lot of stuff he's doing a lot of interesting <laughs> he's taking us interesting places we're going all over the place yeah i admire his chutzpah but um <laughs> i felt really dropped in in a way mm-hmm. where as an audience member i was like yeah. oh i'm not really being taken care of <laughs> where am i what's i'm happening? in danger yeah. yeah i really got dropped in yeah um and i was uh, tickled by some some jokes early on, but mm-hmm. I was also like, "Where am I? What yeah. is happening?" Well, I'll, I'll I'll tell you where you are. You're in <laughs> Adventures in the Bible. And now, Kids Radio presents Adventures in the Bible, the program that brings Jesus. the Bible to life in your life. I'm John Avery Whitaker, and today's topic is foundations. Mm. What are they, and why are they important? Well, let's start off with a few callers. <laughs> Riveting. Hello? You're on the air. Hello? Hello? Yeah, uh, yes, we're talking about foundations. Uh, what do you think they are? Aren't they those big farms down south? Uh, no, I terrible. believe you're thinking of plants. It's planting. terrible. <laughs> Colby's going to bat for the plantation joke, I see. Uh, No, this is Adventures in the Bible on Kids Radio. There aren't any pepperoni pizzas here. Then how about sausage? Uh, No, I think you have the wrong number. Thanks for calling, though. I mean, we were all jamming to the song, you know? Yeah, that's true. The music in this show is pretty awesome. Yeah, We were were all grooving over here. Mm -hmm. And then the talking started. (laughs) Right, right. We get this intro section that you think the whole episode's going to be about foundations, but it takes such a hard left turn, and then we're in Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, I mean, Eugene and Connie call in, and they're like, well, I think, Eugene's like, I think a foundation is this. And 
Connie's like, well, I think a foundation is that. I like the call-in format. It like worked for me, kind of. It yeah. It, it took me by surprise, but then I honestly wrote a note to myself. It was like, this is funny to me. <laughs> like I, I was enjoying it. It's particularly funny because yeah, Eugene and Connie work for wit. And they're the only ones calling into his, his, his call-in show. It's good. It's a silly idea. It's a nice little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's abandoned entirely because it, it, we, we go to a breaking news bulletin. Oh, yeah, baby. In the past? Crisis in the Middle East. This is Brink Chetley in the Kids Radio Old Testament Action Newsroom with a rapidly developing story in the 21st century B.C. Moments ago, we learned that two large bands of nomadic Bedouins are on the verge of a major riot. This is a news OT update news from the past. Charles Edward Thompson it, this is, is the most kind live. of intense Charles, news update. what's the situation now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here in the Middle East in the year 2091 BC. And as you can see, these kids to the front lines. I'm going to try to see what the ruckus is all about. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Sir, what is your name? I am Nabor, Chief Shepherd to the House of Nabor. Accents are troubling to me. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, I those are all white people. It just it's very disorienting and I I listened again today because I was like was I just was it late at night? Like did I just not Did I miss it? something? Yeah, right, right, it right. Just, it so quickly was like here's the format is uh people are calling in and I was like no no no, actually we're in the past. It's breaking news. Actually it's the kids reporting and I just was like where Am I in space and time right now? <laughs> yeah, right. I I just was like, oh god, this is so dense, and I don't understand it. I'm I'm way behind, and I know these stories. Like I'm not <laughs> right, right, yeah, unaware. Well, that was going to be my question. Like, how well are because there was a lot of stuff in here that I actually never clocked about Sodom and Gomorrah. Like, I know like the big fireworks, like of, yes. like ending of it, but like the lead up to it and all the setup, I had no idea, and it just felt like a lot of information. But is this a story that you're familiar with? Uh, no, Colby, like I'm, I, I think it's, you know, it's one of those stories where like you kind of everyone knows the ending. It's like, a, right. <laughs> it's like a Titanic story or something. It's like, oh, oh yeah, sure, sure. The, the cities. Well, um, a lot of people think Titanic was fake, too. So like, you wait, know, it's uh, hold on. What? <laughs> there, there was a thing. There was a thing on Twitter a couple years back where a bunch of kids were like, wait, Titanic actually happened. <gasps> and it was know. like they just thought it was a James Cameron movie. Whoa. Sweet. Did Avatar happen? Yeah, yes. I mean, yes. yes. And this thing sort of plays out very haphazardly. And I think it does rely uh, in a way that a lot of Odyssey episodes don't necessarily. It relies a lot on your knowledge of the Sodom and Gomorrah stories. That's, like it relies. Yeah. That's where I got really confused because I kind of know the gist of the Sodom and Gomorrah story. But once you get into the details of like Abram was named Abram and then he changed his like, right. This stuff. I'm like, I don't know any of this. Like, it, what, it, who it's am I also following? not yeah. really germane to the story. Like, yes, these are just additional right. details. And in, in a way, this kind of reminded me of that fucking Paul Revere episode that we listened to a while back. Yeah. We just yeah. get so lost in the sauce on all the details that it's like, what? Like, what are we even doing here? Where's yeah. the momentum? The problem with the Bible as written, uh, I'm going to do some criticism of the Bible now. Oh, um, okay. It doesn't always keep the narrative at the forefront. <laughs> There's a lot of details that are just kind of there. 
Uh, yeah. You know what? This does capture the feeling of a lot of the Bible, though. That is it's true. Just like, that is true. Right. So and so begat so and so, and so and so begat so and so for three chapters. So is it like? Is it a good adaptation of the Bible? I would argue probably yeah. But does yeah. that make it very listenable? It's sort no. of dramatically inert, but yes, it's uh, <laughs> it's good, good adaptation. It's truthful. I took the note. This episode is fucking jazz. At one point, <laughs> just because it just kept like switching styles and formats in well, a way right. that. That actually, I felt very experimental for Phil Lawler, who is mostly uh, uh, much more traditionally structured than this. The problem is it's not as if each of these additional sort of scenes or dialogues or whatever add new information. Instead, what he does is he just hits you with the same information over and over and over again right. from different angles. Abram and yeah. Lot, they split up to travel into different directions uh, because their two clans are divided or whatever. Uh, and we've already heard. Is there like, do, do they say what they're divi- They're just divided, right? I think they they're just divided. I think it's yeah. just like a Bible thing. Look, look um, it's Deus Ex logic. Mankind's been divided, that's and they right. have to that's go right. to their separate camps. Okay. And then there's going to be, and then there's going to be a human revolution after that. Yeah, um, I, yeah, actually, in, yeah. in the form of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Colby, so, we're getting you. I'm seeing you. I'm seeing you slowly <laughs> turn towards the Lord. Yeah, I'm turning. I'm turning. Good, good. <laughs> we already know though. That like, Abra- it's fucking Abraham. It's the biblical patriarch. But we still have to get this fucking interview with him. And then we hear about the promise that was made. Sir, you just gave away what looks to be the best land in the area. And you seem to have put yourself in a pretty bad position. Why would you do such a thing? The Lord will provide for us. His promises are true. Promises? Yes. Can you elaborate? The Lord spoke to me and told me to look in every direction as far as I could see. And all the land that I beheld, he would give to me and my descendants forever. How many descendants do you have? Uh, I have none. Zero. Excuse me. Well, there you have it. Abram (laughs) believes in the Lord. There you have it. There you have it. it. It's such a weird Monday quarterback (laughs) interview, too, like post game. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like, well, we went out there, we played really hard, we threw the football and we caught it. Uh, you could have uh, gone towards the touchdown, but you didn't. Why why yeah. not? Oh well, God said I'll go a the guy other way, way too. Right. <laughs> it's deeply weird and it's deeply uh un- it's actually a little unsettling um how much like Abram doesn't really want to be interviewed for this thing. Like it, <laughs> it feels like he's being held hostage by this child. I, yeah, I mean, like a quarterback I, who just lost the game. It's it's the same dynamic. Yeah, but it's like it's it's also just like there's so much information here, and I just wish that it were delivered faster. Like it's not necessarily that I want less of it. It's just that we gotta speed the pace of this thing up. I, I need more of it. Actually, that's like oh I, okay. I need more information as the non. Uh, as the non-evangelical. Right, right, right. And, yeah. and he's just sort of reiterating what she's said in this way where I'm just like, but <laughs> please explain what is happening. <laughs> there, Well, it's it's a, it's a yeah. volume versus density problem is the best yes. way that I can put it in scientific terms is like, the, <laughs> there's like these big blocks of, of text, these big chunks that actually have very little in them. What I yes. want instead is like, 
well-written, dense chunks of text <laughs> that mm. give me the information that I need rather than what happens here, which is Abram tells Lot, hey, I'm going to head off because God has promised me this land. Lucy interviews Abram, who says, hey, God promised me this land. And then Eugene and Connie come in as like subject matter experts and are like, yeah, God promised him that land. That's what happened. I, I will say that I almost had a stroke when it said Eugene Meltzner, expert on the Middle East. Well, you know, all the things that I think about Eugene, uh, one of them is definitely Middle East expert. This just reiterates everything we've heard again because Phil Lawler cannot tell a story. You are right that it is just like a it's a repeated beat problem yeah, if we're yeah. talking about dramatic structure. Right. It's like mm. all of these things are like, okay, yeah, we get it. He promised him the land. But mm-hmm. let, let's hear from someone else about whether or not the land was promised. <laughs> right. Yeah. It doesn't add. Like if Four you want to do repeated beats, you have to add some sort of information as part of that process. Yeah. yeah. It should be game. They should be on their game, you know, mm-hmm. heightening, heightening, heightening. Yeah. That would require yep. Phil Lawler to understand stakes or <laughs> comedy in any real way, which he just doesn't seem to. Is one joke for this whole episode is that Eugene just keeps getting cut off. Like he keeps trying to explain things like, oh, we don't have time for that, Eugene. And then it's like, oh, and then that's, that's <laughs> it. Like, and then we move on. Uh, I guess that's a joke. Yeah, I, I, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I, I, it's also the the um, the anchor's name is Brink, and I just think that's really sad that he had to give up his dream of soul skating uh, in order to become a newscaster. What's that a reference to? <laughs> the hit decom Brink. Oh, right. I was I I was thinking that he had to give up his dream of driving an armored truck, but. You oh, know, sure. I'm, I'm sure. built different. Yeah, that's true. So is Brink and his armored truck. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, then uh, we move on to a uh, lot getting stolen, right? Lot gets taken. Abram then uh, mounts his men to defend him. There's like a re- we ride at dawn kind of thing. Lot mm-hmm. and his family have been taken. Oh, no. Then how? Oh, no. <laughs> and four other kings attacked with no warning. The kings of Sodom and Gomorrah and others tried to defend us, but we were overwhelmed. They've taken everything. Everyone! Abram! Abram! Jerry Oldman there guessed it for a second. Arm <laughs> yourselves and gather together the best fighting men in the camp. We march in pursuit. March, Brink. Thank you, Lucy. We'll check back with you later. <laughs> I just, ha- I just just had to hope, keep those Hope you tags. don't die, Lucy. It's just, what is going on? I don't know. It, I, it's I don't Time know. is wild in this one <laughs> because they keep checking in and it's just like, right. it's been three days and it's like, it has? It has been like 15 seconds in listening time. What are we doing? Like, who who is the newsman in this? This is this. I start like He's extrapolating the bigger questions. AJ, come yeah, on. He, he is, yeah. but like, if these kids, if this is like a news broadcast that the kids are doing as part of their radio show, right? Then who is playing Brink? In terms of like the wider Odyssey lore, like who right. are any of these people? Right, who that they're interviewing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are they in the imagination station? Like, no, they... no, 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 no. They're not in the okay. imagination station. This is kids. Kid... <laughs> so I should. Colby... I, I need to clarify some lore here. <laughs> yeah, let's clarify some lore. We gotta <laughs> catch Colby up. <laughs> I just realized I didn't do a good job of clarifying the lore around kids radio. So kids radio, yeah. whenever they want to do a play within a play. All of the kids in Odyssey, one of the things you can do at Wits End is you can go up into this radio studio and there are shows that they broadcast on this radio station, which I guess Wit produces in his free time. 
Um, Kids Radio also serves, I think it's like sort of a public access kind of deal. There's one famous episode where a couple of kids are broadcasting uh, color commentary on like baseball games. It's just kind of like whatever the kids want to do, they can broadcast on Kids Radio. But sometimes it's just like kids being like, I'm here at the baseball game. And other times it's these really elaborate set pieces like this. Again, the rules very very inconsistent yeah elaborate also for radio maybe like yeah there's kidnappings there's there's years going by i this is this is in deep deep investigative journalism (laughs) to cover the story actually i mean i mean do you think that they had to like fill in a lot of the backstory of sodom and gomorrah because they couldn't actually dwell on the story of sodom and gomorrah too much for it being like a kid show yes actually that makes so much sense to me because that you know, if you're talking about like what's the part everyone knows, like universally, it's the Sodom and Gomorrah part. It's not right. the like, and then we went there. You know, like that's yeah. <laughs> you're starting the story too early. Yeah, right. It's right. like literally starting with in the beginning, and then we get to Sodom and Gomorrah, and it takes like nine hours. Yeah, well, they also kind of like kind of. They bring in some stuff from the Abraham story that's like parallel to this, but not really part of the story of Lot at all. Mm-hmm. Like you know how Sarah. Uh, some of the angels and these, of course, are the same angels who will then end up visiting Lot. They show up at Abraham and Sarah's house and they're like, yeah, you're going to have uh, a kid. And um, the choices that the actor for Sarah is making here are it's interesting. Buck fucking All wild. Of them at once. Yes. Do you know who the three men are? No, but they must be important because Abraham immediately got up and ran out to meet them. And it isn't easy to make a hundred year old man run. Let me tell you. So he brought them back here. Yes, yes, and then prepared all that food for them. And yeah, now she is. A, she's more Italian than Jewish, yeah. isn't she? Let's see if yep. you can't hear what they're saying. <laughs> she's close to Mario. <laughs> hear my promise. I will return to you at this time next year. Behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> Why do you laugh, Sarah? It's the I nozzle. told you. Abraham is 100, and I am 90. Uh, first of all, you know, uh, there is the pact uh, between uh, my people, the Italians, and uh, the Jewish people that we right. can play each other. So I, I understand the impulse, but also, I don't know, like, read one book on accent work. I don't know. like Or just, don't. I don't or know. don't. Or just speak normally because it was a completely different time. And like, It's sort of like the, the two allowed accents still. You know? Right. <laughs> right. Like, right. You can still get away with it. If you're one, you can do the other. But that's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I mean that's that's the end of that list. But also, um, they they do this thing. Uh, this this episode in particular is very bad at inter- at making you understand who is talking at any given time because there yes. are just so many characters. Like the guy who comes in who does very much sound like the nozzle from Venture Brothers, uh, <laughs> is. Is is an angel, but yes. he might also be God. But he just kind of appears. No, he's he's not. I mean, that's he's the neither? thing. Like, the, no, well, no, he's an angel. But this makes it like very godly, though. The, like, he uh, makes it sound like God. Was. It actually makes it a lot more confusing than it is in the source text, where it's like, right. and then God sent down a couple angels. Like that's it. Yeah, I mean, God is the only character in the Odyssey universe that has access to reverb. Apart from (laughs) Wit himself. That's true. Let's hear it. If I find within the city of Sodom 50 righteous people, I will pardon the whole place for their sake. Oh, Lord, I have ventured to speak to you even though I am nothing but ashes and dust. What if there are 40 there? For the sake of 40, 
I will take no action. And this is a very famous part, obviously, of this, this story. Goes on for so long. Which is also how it is in the Bible. This is this is famous. This this is very similar to like this parallels the story of Jonah, right? Where he's wanting the city to be destroyed, whereas here Abraham wants the city to be saved, so long as he ends up negotiating God down to if he can find ten righteous people. But of course the city fails the test. I took the note here. Uh, that God would just eventually get very exasperated. He's like, hey, what about like 20 people? I don't know. Yeah, sure. sure. If you can find 20, that's right. fine too. Hey, God, what? What do you want? How How about how about 10 people? Fine, fuck it. I don't, find one. Find one good person. Just I go. Think, just I leave think me if alone. You, if you play it more in line with how it's actually written in the source text, I think that's kind of exactly the thing. <laughs> it's God being like, yeah, fuck it. Like, why not? Yeah. Name one. Name one good guy there. Right. And you got it. Yeah. Right. New guy just dropped. It's the only good guy in Sodom. But it's that <laughs> thing, too, of where there is too much reverence. Like, yeah. it's this weird thing with all of these Bible episodes where they're simultaneously, like, pretty irreverent about everything except for God. And every, which mm. which makes sense. But, like, it, it then means that you can't really have fun with the main thing that anchors these stories yeah and i want to be very clear sodom and gomorrah is a fucking wild ass bible story yeah like it's it is insane. it's it's fire it's brimstone it's got pizzazz it's got it's got sex it's got drugs it's got rock and roll and th- we mostly skip over that in favor of uh i don't know sarah calling abraham her master yeah. Oh boy. You know, as you're describing it, it's maybe the best Bible story. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's not at all. Um what what's uh, what's the uh what's the Bible story that's like the Kill Bill one? Is that Ruth? I always forget there's like there's like a book of the Old Testament where it's like a revenge story where a woman like goes on like a killing spree and I always forget. I think it's Ruth. Yeah, you're talking about the story of Esther. Oh great, talk about Esther. Thank you. Yeah. What is what happens in Ruth, Josh? Ruth is a lady who has a boyfriend and then <laughs> <laughs> go, go on and then Here she gets go. and then she gets married to another guy that's that's rude oh uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah no. um, Colby I'm, here, I'm curious to hear though you said like uh, pretty metal story here the story of Lot what, what makes you say that even in the production uh, Sodom and Gomorrah sound cool like they yeah. put in drums they put it like it sounds kind of awesome everybody sounds like they're having fun which you know is is like the auditory version of sin but right yeah. It sounds like a good time. I also am just very intrigued by a city where there are no righteous men. Like that's actually mm-hmm. just like a good setup for like, what the heck is the city like? I right, want to hang right. out here and see what happens here. How um, does it function? You know, if there isn't <laughs> yes. anyone who's on the level, like how does this, how do day-to-day activities happen? And, and that's a, that's, you want to talk about like fertile soil for great drama, like you were saying, like, but then that would involve having to like make a lot of shit up. And have fun with it, which sometimes they're comfortable with doing on Odyssey, weirdly enough, especially in Imagination Station episodes. Yeah. So in a lot of Imagination Station episodes, you know, uh, frequent listeners will remember they they usually try and do like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern or dead syndrome where they Uh they they try and like tackle it from like an outsider. So like the person who is like the waiter at the Last Supper. Right. Who like or like who owns the inn where the Last Supper happens. So you can kind of like have a have a 
uh, a backstage view of all these Bible stories. That but would it, be so good for Sodom and Gomorrah. It would be amazing. Like, especially I keep thinking about I don't understand why this isn't an Imagination Station episode, because I imagine like the kids usually just get dropped off in the middle of goddamn nowhere. Right. So like <laughs> one of the kids lands in Sodom, one's, one lands in Gomorrah, and they're both like, <laughs> we know what happens here. We have to get everyone out of here. Right. And then yeah. you're actually faced with like the dramatic stakes of like, how many people can you actually like evacuate the city to save? And are they worth saving? Is like, I think would be a cool moral conundrum for these kids. But instead, you know, we get a kid standing in the middle of Sodom saying, Brink, this is Sodom. Colorful, loud, wicked, sinful. A festering pothole of righteous living. <laughs> I want that on a fucking t-shirt. This is exactly the clip. It sounds cool. It sounds yeah. like a cool place to be. <laughs> it sounds like, like a fucking rip-roar in time. It sounds like uh, you can carry margaritas down the streets like it sounds like a like it's like New a Orleans. like a 24 7 party yeah so it's, what it's, you're it's, saying is in the famous words of pet shop boys that you would mm-hmm. like to go to the sodom and gomorrah show i would mm-hmm. i very much would i'd like to learn what gomortomy is what <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second but oh, i like it Gamor- yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> that's yeah, true like to know too <laughs> yeah it's a secret third thing <laughs> I, I think it's very interesting that in this episode, angels are sort of portrayed as like God's cops. Mm-hmm. They they come down and uh, and like just dole out justice without any like real thought of like the ramifications of very it. much a cop move. Yeah, they sound like they're on Dragnet too. Like just vocally, they're doing a yeah. like uh, oh my god, that's 60s right, cop yeah. show voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but that's I, here's the thing about most of the references in Odyssey, they don't go past the 1960s right? right there is there's there's no point of reference beyond that so of course it'd be dragnet of yeah. course it would right. be well and then uh we have of course the famous scene where uh there's a homo attack on, on the house of lot open up the door lot <laughs> what do you want neighbors we saw you take two strangers into your house earlier and you know the rules of our city these men must meet with our approval. <laughs> Bring them out. <laughs> Neighbors, friends. <laughs> These men are tired. They've traveled a great distance and have taken shelter under my roof. I beg you, don't harm them. Leave them be. Oh, you don't approve of our ways. <laughs> you dare judge us, you, you immigrant. Out of our way or we'll treat you Charles, Charles. But that's actually because that's the thing. That's the, what the story of Sodom and Gomorrah is actually about, right? Yes. For all the the thump, the Bible thumping that it's about uh, the evils of homosexuality, it's actually about not turning away. Like it's about hosp- hospitality. Mm-hmm. It's about not turning someone away just because they are an immigrant, which I was actually shocked to learn was in here. My mind is blown. Yeah, because I not knowing the story beyond the the fact that like uh, Sodom is then tied to the idea of sodomy and homosexuality. Yeah. I, the immigrant thing really took me by surprise in this. I was like, wait, what? They're anti-immigrant in Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually the reason why God smites them down ultimately. Uh, And and it's, and it, it is, I mean, it's, it's the thing about most of the evangelical movement, right? They, they find the thing that they don't like and then use the Bible to justify their hatred of it, even though that's not necessarily the original teaching of the thing in the Bible in the first place. Wow. Okay. So this is one of those stories that really it, it has been fully 
converted, you know, like it, the, the work has been done. Whereas I think there's a lot of the Bible that as a non-practicing, you know, uh, Christian, like I've read and you can reinterpret or see the, you know, the like textual underpinnings of, of good and how that has been changed or altered or like the viewpoints different. But, um, I truly had no concept that that was true of the Sodom and Gomorrah story, that there was like a another thing going on here. There was a secret third thing. There was like a mortemy to it all. <laughs> well, and, and, going and on the problem, <laughs> the problem with, you know, the townsfolk in, in Sodom is not that they're, you know, dudes having sex with dudes. It's that the moment that two visitors show up at this guy's house, they're like, Hey, bring those dudes out. We're going to gang rape them. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, I, evil that's wicked shit but but what's interesting too obviously is that this is a children's show they can't make that explicit and i think it's interesting how they like they definitely do allude to it a bit where it's like these men have to meet our approval and i'm curious what you guys thought about that it's coded uh, it's saucy yeah. and it's mm -hmm. it's piratey you know it's like mm -hmm. um, <laughs> he a is a pirate quality to it yeah i took the note why is pirate uh, Pete from Goof Troop pounding on the door <laughs> to have sex with these angels. To be fair, angels are canonically very hot. So yep. I feel like it's it, it, there is a sort of like, hey, there's you got some hot dudes in there. You want to? These angels are tired. They've got headaches. They're just yeah. not feeling it tonight. Yeah, they are. They are. They're also cops and uh, <laughs> are there to dish out some uh, some fire and fucking brimstone. Well, yeah, uh, it, I don't I don't think it should be missed here, though, that like this is not merely, hey, bring them out and then we'll have a good time. This this is a violation of, of personal of, of a personal body like this. They are saying we are going to make your continued living in this town conditional on sacrificing the bodies of the people who you have brought in to our own carnal lusts. And we are going to defile these guys, you know? Oh, um, wow. It's a messed up city. It's fucked yeah. up. And, but, but that's again, to the point of like the thing that people miss about this story, that's the messed up thing. And I, yeah. I, I think it almost gets there, but not quite here because again, yeah. They kind of can't. Yeah, no, of course. There's can. a way to say they'll, you know, they will have to be subject to us or like right. there's, a, there's a way to enslave them. Right. Or like I think sure. that, that language is is possible here of like these guys are 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 to be here. You must be subject our subject and do what yeah. we do, not what we're going to we're going to force these guys to do whatever we want. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think that's undercut by the fact that earlier in the episode, Sarah does refer to Abraham as her master. So there already is sort of that would be sort of like yeah. confusing terminology of like you know the ins like the enslavement element. Well, of that's it. just that's just Depeche mode. Let's play master and servant. I see. I see. You know what? That's what this episode was missing, Josh. Depeche mode. I think. <laughs> do you see the bit that I'm going for here? Yes. Yes. No, I do. I do. Great. I, I just need to play this next clip here. What do you think, Connie? Will God destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? Absolutely, Brink. When God says he's going to do something, he does it. <laughs> it's very like it's it's very silly. Uh, I like Connie's announcer voice here. Yes. It's very uh, chill. Absolutely, Brink. <laughs> She's yeah. excited about it. <laughs> uh, so the angels get yeeted back up into heaven. They do. Uh, and uh, they, you know, they, they send poor Charles Edward Thompson to walk with Lot and his family yeah, away baby. from Sodom. Wait, something's happening. 
The sky is turning black. The hot wind has kicked up. It's, it's, here it comes. Fire and sulfur from heaven. I can feel the heat at my back. He's the sulfur in the air. Sodom and Gomorrah are being completely wiped out. Run, oh, kid. Run. Keep going. <laughs> We're home. Our friends. Our life is back there. No, no, Milka, don't turn. Don't look back. That's pretty cool. It's messed up. Deeply upsetting, actually. Very deeply upsetting forward. It's squelchy. It's a cool effect they put on there, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Why do they make a kid watch a woman turn into a pillar of salt? Also, how could he watch her if he hadn't turned back? Well, I guess if she was in Mm. front of him. Well, maybe he had like an eclipse visor, you know? Oh, yeah. Like the special glasses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the the psychoscope from Prey 2017 Uh uh, as another example. Yes, yes. (laughs) Great reference. Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> my only other note here is you know this the, the charles right yeah this kid he's in charge is, he is he's also not really he's not around for very long in odyssey um the odyssey well, yeah, had the trauma of watching a woman turn to salt he was screaming from this yeah this particular child voice actor just isn't very good <laughs> no. yeah no yeah because then we get no. this we get to the the ending here where uh, we learn the lesson that you have to obey. I don't know about you, but I'm going to take a cue from Abraham and build my life on the rock, Jesus Christ. You have to love Jesus like Abraham did? There's a slight <laughs> pause, too, in the you have to build your life on the rock, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I got very excited about Dwayne Johnson. You thought <laughs> that something was going to be cooking in that moment? <laughs> Yeah, there's just enough of a dramatic pause where it was possible for a second. In terms of this this whole episode, uh, it teaches you, it says that you shouldn't have friends, I think is one of the yeah, other weird, yeah. bizarre yeah, she's lessons. Like, Lot focus too much on having friends. We should focus more on Jesus, like Abraham did. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. This kind of feels like an episode of Night Vale a little bit, where the whole format yeah. of that show is that it's a news, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a public news radio program. And then occasionally what they'll do is they'll start that and then it will cut away to like a different story that's happening and then at the end it'll come back and finish off the uh and finish off the news broadcast which works in night vale because usually when that happens they're like well it's a slow news day today so i'm just gonna read like the crossword puzzle Mm -hmm. uh to you and we'll solve it together and then it cuts away to something else but this one it seemed like wit had like a whole thing planned for this foundation thing that like the episode could have been it doesn't built pay on. off yeah it's it weird just doesn't but it doesn't do anything we just come back and it's another pizza joke we also have this weird like double outro thing where he's like and don't forget to listen to the next adventures in the bible goodbye and then chris is like i'm glad that we just, it's like what wait what's going on what is going on too many yeah. frames too, too many, many frames devices too many frames hey there you are listening to a preview of a premium episode of the worst of all possible worlds if you'd like to listen to the rest of this head on over to our patreon that's patreon.com slash worst of all and you can listen to not only the rest of this episode but our entire backlog of premium episodes bonus episodes and if you subscribe at the ten dollar tier you will get an extra episode of the podcast every single month again that is patreon.com slash worst of all hope to see you there